Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, November 29th, 5.45 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. March corn futures down a half cent at 6.70 and three quarters. January soybeans up three and three quarters at 14.61. March Chicago wheat up three and a quarter at 7.84. March Kansas City wheat up three quarters of a cent at 8.94 and a quarter. March spring wheat up four and a half at 9.44 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. As always, ratings and reviews are welcome. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel, guys. Hit the like button. Drop me a comment. If you have any uh, weather updates, basis updates, any sort of opinion on anything that I say here, drop it in the comments. All of that stuff will help YouTube to help me to grow this channel. Appreciate it, as always. If you guys would like some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of, charts, graphics, weather information, all of my grain marketing recommendations included here. My daily subscriber-only videos are uh, probably the most popular part of this deal. Yesterday, I'm going to talk about this video again. Yesterday, I blasted out a video regarding the forthcoming expansion in U.S. soybean processing. I was joined by Steve Nicholson uh, from Rob Bank, who has done an extensive amount of research on this topic. Guys, this is going to be one of the biggest issues in agriculture in the United States uh, in the coming years. If you're not up to speed on this, this is a must-watch video. Sign up today. I'll blast it out to you. 50 bucks a month. Cancel at any time. No other fee. No other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, guys. Just a ton of information from me. And this was a fantastic video uh, that had a ton of positive feedback from subscribers. Uh, This is something you guys will want to see. U.S. corn shipments were poor last week. USDA inspected only 303,000 metric tons of corn for export in the week ending November 24th. Here are some statistics for you regarding uh, corn exports. That print, uh, the weekly inspections number, it was down 63% versus the same week last year. Accumulated shipments uh, for the current marketing year are running 33% behind last year's pace. Accumulated sales for the current marketing year are 48% behind last year's pace. You've got a few things going on here. There's a big lag in Chinese buying versus last year. China was an aggressive buyer the last couple of years. They have not been nearly as aggressive this year. That's probably the biggest reason for the year-over-year declines or lags in uh, the pace of sales and and shipments in regard to U.S. corn. You've also got river issues. You've also got cheaper Brazilian corn available on the export market. So USDA at this point, they project that U.S. corn exports will decline by only 13% versus last year. And I think that they're probably too high with exports. They probably should have reduced that number last month. Our next USDA report is here in a week or two. And USDA may very well have to reduce its corn export projection given this slow pace of sales and shipments. Uh, Soybean shipments or inspections were actually good at 2 million metric tons. Wheat shipments were poor at uh, 199,000, excuse me. The U.S. has threatened legal action in regard to Mexico's planned ban of GMO corn imports. So U.S. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack met with Mexico's President Obrador yesterday Vilsack cited deep concerns over the plan ban. He said this, 
We must find a way forward soon. I emphasized in no uncertain terms that absent acceptable resolution of the issue, the U.S. government would be forced to consider all options, including taking formal steps to enforce our legal rights under the USMCA. Vilsack went on to say, Mexico's import ban would cause both massive economic losses for Mexico's agricultural industries and citizens, as well as place an unjustified burden on U.S. farmers. The move would have significant impact on the U.S.-Mexico trade relationship. Obrador, uh, Mexico's president, said last week that the import of yellow corn would probably continue for livestock feed. Uh, he reportedly kind of uh, reaffirmed that idea, but also said that he's expecting to speak with President Biden sometime soon regarding a potential dialogue. So I don't know if they're seeking some sort of trade leverage here or what the deal is. I, I think it's pretty far-fetched, again, that Mexico goes without GMO corn. Uh, an ongoing story. I think think this probably ends the right way. I think they'll continue with GMO corn imports. I don't know what they want out of this deal. Uh, I suppose we'll find out. Kind of a fluid situation. Soybean planting in Brazil uh, continue to move continues to move forward here. Uh, well-followed private group Ag Rural said that the crop was 87% planted through last Thursday. That's below last year's pace. We were 93% the same week last year. Uh, Ag Rural said in a report that Brazil is poised to harvest a record crop despite the slow planting pace and some lingering dryness in some areas. They're working with the crop estimate of 150.5 million metric tons, which is based simply on a, a historical trend, trend yield and a 4% increase in acreage versus last year. So I don't think they're making any big like bold predictions about yields or anything right now you got some widespread rains in the forecast for brazil during that are they're going to begin like middle to early part of next week like tuesday wednesday next week so that would be really good timing for recently planted crops if those rains hit uh, as is in the forecast here Large money managers continue to unwind length in the row crop markets and continue to add to their short position in the SRW wheat market. CFTC released a holiday delayed commitment of traders report yesterday. So this data is accurate as of Tuesday, November 22nd. Uh, in the week ending November 22nd, large money managers were net sellers of 9,000 contracts of corn, 12,000 contracts of soybeans, and 8,000 contracts of SRW wheat. This net short in the SRW wheat, about 56,000 contracts. That is the largest net short uh, for the fund in SRW wheat since I believe May of 2019. And you're now back to kind of like what I would call modest, more modest net long positions in the corn and soybean markets. These are not extreme or like super, um, uh, super heavy net long positions in the row crop markets. Crude oil prices traded on briefly traded negative for the year yesterday. So we had kind of a nasty sell-off in crude. That spot month, Jan 23 WTI contract bottomed at 73.60 yesterday prior to a recovery. So spot crude ended the 2021 calendar year at 77.08. So we were actually negative for the year in crude oil at one point yesterday. And you got to remember like the end of from the end of 2021 through the mid part of 2022, these commodity markets and crude, they rallied. Uh, crude topped shortly after the Russia-Ukraine invasion, and it's kind of like loosely trended lower since. Uh, the market recovered yesterday, I think, on more talk that OPEC would consider production cuts at Sunday's meeting. Uh, China lockdown, China, China's uh, COVID lockdowns and resulting protests, they've resulted in some concerns regarding Chinese demand. So I think that was like the initial story early yesterday. Let's sell this stuff on, you know, China, COVID protests. But then the OPEC talk is friendly 
quickly. But, you know, the market is generally trended lower. And crude's an interesting market because it, it feels to me like the sentiment is largely positive here, yet the market continues to trend lower. Uh, this could be an issue for ethanol. Uh, spot ethanol margins have slipped over the last week or two. I think there are some areas that are eyeing negative to break even margins when you uh, consider spot prices of corn, ethanol, DDGs, natural gas, all that stuff. So that's your implication when it comes to uh, the grain markets would be the obvious, you know, ethanol, uh, gasoline, crude oil tie. You got some rain slated to hit some uh, Mississippi River Valley areas over the next 10 days. The river situation has improved, but the uh, government is projecting that it kind of goes back in the wrong direction here, despite uh, these rains that are in the forecast over, uh, say, you know, a lot of the Ohio River Valley, uh, the Kentucky-Missouri border. There's some additional rains in the extended forecast if you look at the Euro model out through, say, December 9th. So we've still got some river issues. They've been uh, alleviated to some extent. There are some uh, analysts out there who believe that you're going to need to see, like, you know, a month or two of normal-ish type rainfall to really remedy uh, these river issues completely. We did not have a USDA crop progress report yesterday. It was delayed due to system issues. So this report should be out this afternoon, and this afternoon's report will be the last crop progress report of the calendar year. They will continue or resume uh, weekly crop progress reports in April following today's uh, release. Remember, tomorrow is first notice day for December grain futures. Make sure you take a look at any remaining open positions you have there. Cattle market was lower yesterday. Not much cash to speak of. Uh, we'll see what develops here this week. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is about flat to just marginally higher. The S&P is up 12. Dow's up 26. Uh, gold's up. Crude oil is up $2.05 at 79.29 in the January WTI. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you same time tomorrow.